You're listening to the Imbibe the Vibe podcast, hosted by Alex Vans and Jackson Bell. The show is, as always, presented by Bad Business Club. That's right, Bad Business Club. You can check us out on Spotify to hear our latest music, and go to our Patreon for exclusive bonus content at patreon.com slash imbibe the vibe. As always, please drink responsibly, enjoy the spirits, enjoy the sounds, but maybe not all at once. Leave that to us. Enjoy the show. Hey everybody, we're back. I'm Alex, this is Jackson. I'm Jackson. We're here with our uh, special guest, Carson Our special guest. Hey, it's good to be here. And as we usually do, we're here to present to you. You can try to chime in here, too. We're here to present to you. The Imbibe the Vibe. Imbibe the Vibe. Podcast. Podcast. Boom. If you've been uh, keeping track of what's been going on on this podcast, uh, listen to some of the older ones for like a, a really thorough explanation. But if this is your first time, pretty simple. We mix booze with alcohol. Mm. Jackson. Booze and alcohol together. That's what Carson, we do. And Carson, former bartenders, former mixologists. Right. We mix music and uh, alcohol. We try and pair good cocktails with good songs, spirits and sounds. Imbibe the vibe. Imbibe the vibe. And all uh, good company. And all good company. And all good company. And the, right. the, one of the things I mentioned last time uh, that I think this podcast could be used for, especially in 2020, is I really miss bars. Yes. 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 Yeah, yes, yes. I miss bars. And what I, what I found from hanging out with you is that a lot of this stuff, a lot of these things that I really miss, and I want bars to come back because I they love should. bartenders. However, while they're closed, you can do a lot of this stuff at home. It's not impossible. Yep. It is far from impossible. Uh, what, uh, what music are we listening to today? We're going to listen to a specific type of music, but specific kinds of songs within that genre. Hmm. So the genre, this episode is all about Boy bands. That's Woo! right. It's time for boy bands. It's it's it's, it's about time. Just like feces, they're very real, <laughs> and eventually you have to talk about them. Yes. One of the things that we were talking about too is like, oh, Carson, what's your what are your thoughts on just generally on on the whole you know early '90s to like 2003 you know boy band scene? I love it. I think it's it's very. Um, I grew up listening. It was all on the radio. Totally. So like that is... You couldn't get away from it. No, no. And that was when the radio was like what was on totally. was how you listened before LimeWire, before mm-hmm. obviously any streaming sites. And um, so that's what I sort of grew up on. Well, so episode two, when we did like the early 2000s indie rock revival scene, we were talking about the Strokes. I actually shat all over boy bands for a while because that I was like, oh, I found mm-hmm. out this cool music. and But then... You know, you and me actually went through some of the deep catalog. And what I found is, like, some of those songs, they combined pristine vocalists, like, really freaking great vocalists. Oh, yeah. With amazing session musicians. Hidden bangers. Hidden bangers. Hidden bangers, my friends. And we're going to expose a lot of these deep cuts. Mm -hmm. And that's why this episode is boy band B-sides and what alcohol. Uh, And Brandy. Woo! Because Brandy is... A fine girl, what a good <laughs> wife she would be. A nice groupie for the boy bands. Well, and um, Brandy is a really versatile spirit, and uh, yeah. boy band music is, I mean, you don't, people don't think of it as this. They think of it as just like bubblegum, cookie cutter pop, 
but boy band music is actually super versatile. There's a whole bunch of influence that factors in mm -hmm. everything from like doo-wop to fusion to like yeah. gospel music. Yeah. A lot yeah. of gospel yeah. music yeah. factors yeah. into this stuff. It's crazy. This um, but yeah, and brandy's super versatile. It's a distillate of wine. If you've ever wondered what brandy mm. actually is, mm. it's mm. just distilled wine. It's this also timeless too, like, you know, boy all the a lot of the production in the 90s and early 2000s is all coming back like with uh, Bruno Mars and Cardi B, like yeah. that's a huge reference to sound, but like it's timeless, so is brandy. Yeah. And a lot of these stuff, I mean, we're going to hear some really good throwbacks to even earlier, you know, 70s R&B and soul in a lot of these stuff cuz you had these session yes. players that grew up on that. Yeah. And uh this is one last thing I'll say is like this is the first time we're sort of using more of a mixer instead of a bass spirit as the as the theme. I wouldn't say that. Okay. Brandy's a Brandy's a solid bass spirit. Uh it's good to drink neat if you're into that. Um mm. also it should be noted that uh cognac is a kind of brandy. Brandy is the overarching term for distilled wine. Cognac uh, references a region in France, mm. like so many of these things. Mm -hmm. um, so we got the Henny Woo! <laughs> for our, our cognac. And uh, we have, what is this? Blansoc VSOP, which uh, from the good people at the Black Prince Distillery in Baltimore, Maryland. Uh, Come on, that's Baltimore. why I bought it. That's why I bought it. <laughs> Come on down, Baltimore. Because every episode I'm going to get really drunk and start talking about Maryland blue crabs. It's yep. inevitable. It's going to happen. We might edit it out, but... Uh... Man, it's hard. <laughs> Baltimore. Uh, do you let's, guys want to hit it? Let's jump right into this, All man. right, so uh, first track, we got to start with the OGs of uh, early 90s mm. boy bands, mm. and that is going to be... New kids on the block and their B-side games. Work. Oh yeah. What are we mixing with this? So this is the most ridiculous drink I have yet made on the show. Mm. Which is fun. Because the new kids on the block, they're just they're just so hilarious to me. I don't know why. It's because I, I went to Berkeley College of Music in Boston. So Boston has just always brag. sort of, yeah. always just sort of, this is not a music school humble brag, this is a Boston, Boston humble brag. Boston humble brag, okay. Yeah. So Boston stuff just sort of factors into my comedic sensibility a little bit. And the fact that the Wahlberg brothers were in a boy band is just yeah. the funniest thing in the world. Yeah, yeah. Donnie, Donnie. Donnie Wahlberg. So <laughs> what's going in, what's going into this? So what we're having here, it's called a poos Cafe. Mm. It's one of those layered shots that's a bunch of colors. Oh my god. And that's pretty much all you need to know about it. Now, um, in order to make this at home, now we're going to deviate from the standard Pousse Cafe recipe a little bit just because of the limitations we have with our ingredients. Look at um, the color that that gradient from like bright red. That's the oh, deal. Yeah. That's Dark. the deal. Now what mm. you gotta get, what you gotta get with this is um you need to make sure you pour everything in nice and lightly uh -huh. Uh -huh. so that it doesn't uh, mix or incorporate. And you need um, ingredients with different specific gravity. Mm. Specific okay. gravity is um, density, essentially. So we're going grenadine first. Okay. Grenadine the first. Green creme de menthe, which smells great in addition to uh, looking very green. Yeah. Um, get some Boston in there. This oh, is, uh, hopefully it's some it's, Irish in there. It might kind of have a bit of a shamrock <laughs> okay. look to yeah. it. Oh, yes. But, um, you, uh, and you can always experiment with different uh, liqueurs and stuff at home. 
testing out the different specific gravities, just play with it. See, yeah. See yeah. what you enjoy, you know? Yeah. I'm so interested to see how this uh, how this looks at the end. Because right now it looks really cool. I mean, we got a lot of flavors going on, right? Yeah, we, we got do. cherry, we got mint, we got vanilla. Because you're putting Galliano in well, this? Well, Galliano's not making its way in quite yet. Okay. But we actually, because we're running a little bit low on Galliano, I had to make a couple uh, audible substitutions, a okay. couple adjustments. Now, one more time, Jackson, what is the liqueur you're using? So this is, uh, it's grenadine, green creme de menthe. I'm going to use this maraschino liqueur. Maraschino. Um, for like a little cherry. Ah. Then yes. some of the brandy. Here we go with the brandy. Whoa. I'm yeah. excited. I've never Boys. really drank brandy before. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you want me to talk about this band? Or, go or, for it. Okay. So, um, and I'd love to uh, actually, Carson, to like, jump in whenever you know sure. something about these guys. But I mean, this is the... Okay, so if you don't count all the boy bands before them, you know, because like New Edition and then anyone that was you know, a boy band all the way back to the Beatles, if you want to consider them that. They, yeah. they really weren't, but they, but they were. They were. Okay. But they were. So yeah. let's count these guys as like, okay, kind of the OG boy band. Uh, but so, okay. Do you know the names? Does no, anyone know the, the new kids. I on like the block. to play guess the members. I think that's a good good game here. Oh, I'm bad at guess the members. Well, we got you know one. <laughs> you know one. I mean, Donnie Wahlberg, Donnie obviously. Wahlberg. Yeah. Donnie Wahlberg, Jonathan Jordan Knight, they're brothers. Joey McIntyre and Danny Woods. Don't expect anyone to know it, but they formed the Dorchester Mats. Dorchester? Dorchester. 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 Oh, my God. Um, I'm sorry. <laughs> so we're going to see New Edition pop up a lot, but we're not going to feature them, but they were sort of the band that influenced a lot of these kind of R&B sounds. And actually, yeah. manager Maurice Starr wanted to, who managed New Edition and made them famous, wanted to create the white... New edition. Let's drink this. And All right. Go ahead. I, it's kind of got the layers. It's got the layers a little bit. It's not my best work, but hey. Look at that, hey. though. Wait, Cheers, look, guys. Look at that. Yeah, have a look at the layers. You can see the layers. Ooh. A little bit. Cheers, boys. Hey, uh, Mike, yeah. we got our new engineer, Mike, if you want to yeah. reach your arm Mike, out yeah, here you gotta get, and give you gotta us a cheers. A little bit. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers, Cheers boys. Cheers to the Poos Cafe. Bottoms up. Bottoms up. It's very medicinal. Very medicinal. <laughs> you know what? It's the medicine I need. It's the antidote for these last six months of quarantine. There you go, brother. That sounds great. That sounds Carson, really what great. do you think about the tastes and the, the sounds of this music? Because music always I tastes like I love it. Like I think this is, well, New Kids on the Block uh, is actually one, one of the interesting facts that I, I, I know about New Kids on the Block. I started working with or under a man named Charlie Walk, who this was the first band that he managed. Oh, okay. And he... So Maurice Stark gave them, gave Charlie, gave him over to Charlie Walk after he discovered New so Kids he, on the yeah, Block. Yeah, and okay. he pushed and pushed and pushed, and that's where he started. He made his name in yeah. the music industry off of New Kids on the Block, and then now he's since at least 2016 was the president of Republic Records. But this was oh, his shoot. first, yeah, like his first. So step this, forward, this record might have been under Charlie Walk because this was like recorded peak NKTOB. Like, okay. Uh, they, this is when they had like fucking lunch boxes and action figures, and uh, they, they no, had a Saturday morning cartoon this, at this point. Oh, you know, they, like was, I, he started when they were very like low under the radar. Oh, People okay. were saying no left and right, and he was okay. pushing. But, oh, wow. Um, that's, that's cool. I do love to compare uh, back to the music and the, the liquor, is um, I think I hear a lot of different 
fusions of yeah. genre in this. Yeah. I mean, it even goes back to uh, musical theater. Though you, you, you got the Wizard of Oz. Well, we got in the there. Wizard of Oz in there. I mean, that's 1939, and that's yeah. you know you you hear uh, modern day pop music sort of doing that with Ariana Grande's. Yeah. Um, she did. Uh, um, a few of my favorite things, but this is like a, a really interesting mix of different genres of music all fused into get the slap bass. Yes, and you got the I it's love like, that slap. It's yes. like New Jack Swing too, almost, yeah. which was like really popular in 1990. You know, when 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 this was like it's like white New Jack Swing a little yes. bit. But, yeah, uh, yeah. I think it fits. I think it's you know, you, it takes a lot of the senses. You're hit with a bunch of different things, a bunch of different flavors, yeah. flavors but, that don't seem like they go together. But then you but then they do. Yeah, yeah, totally. And Yo. smooth too. I mean, yeah. that that, that yeah. shot was smooth. This is totally. this record is smooth. So drinking song, thumbs up for both. I give it a big thumbs up. I think it works. I don't know if I'd ever order one of these. No, no, never. But I like getting it for free. <laughs> I like it here now. Hey, cheers! Cheers to new kids on the block. Cheers. Uh, after we do a shot, we don't we can't cheers. Can't so we really all just cheers, fist bump. So just, you know, just fist bump oh. it. Let's oh, bring it. Oh, I told there we go. Bump. New kids on the block <laughs> and the and the. And the, what is it called again? The Poos, the Poos Cafe, Cafe with uh, Poos Grenadine, Cafe. Creme de Menthe, Galliano, Contro, and Brandy. Yeah, I used uh, Maraschino instead of Galliano and uh, Peychaud's Bitters for the top layer. Sometimes you, Just gotta it, you, gotta you gotta improvise. You gotta improvise. You gotta improvise. The Poos Cafe. The Poos Cafe and New Kids on the Block. You ready for the next one? Hit it. All right. Uh, number it. two, this is Love on the Outside by B.B. Mac. B.B. Mac. Yeah, Mac. what's going on? What are we, what are we drinking? So for this, we will be drinking something called a Saratoga cocktail. Ooh. It, um, I believe it's named for the place it was invented, which is the Saratoga Club in, I want to say, Nashville, Tennessee. Okay. Um, wow. It could be, could be Not anywhere Not upstate there. New York, as, Not, would, as the name would indicate. But no, okay. no, no. Hey, just wanted to pop in from the editing booth real quick to let you know that everything I just said was completely untrue. And I'm about to spout some more nonsense. Carry on. And uh, this one, it's the Saratoga Club is also said to be the birthplace of the old fashioned. So, of the what? The old fashioned. Oh yeah, okay. The old fashioned cocktail, wow. which is a, a great drink. Um, yeah, I'll go ahead and get these started. So we got some cognac going in first. Got the cognac, yeah. All right. Come on, Hennessy. I know you're supposed to. You're supposed to use the cheapest ingredient first, but we're not doing that here. Okay. <laughs> okay. We got that. Why are we using the Hennessy and not the brandy? Um, some. Hmm. It's it's a quirk of the recipes. Uh -huh. Some recipes call for cognac over brandy. Brandy, like I said earlier, brandy can kind of be any wine distillate. Yeah. Cognac is. Uh, it's just special, you know? Yeah. yeah. You know, I tried uh, recently white Hennessy. The unaged. I had I had a neighbor, she came upstairs and she she gave me a bottle of white Hennessy. I'd never had it before. Yeah. It's nice. Yeah. And then we got the maraschino liqueur coming in. That's that maraschino. Right. I've always loved, you know, I love the color of honey growing up as a kid. So dark liquors visually are so pleasing to me. I agree. And, oh my gosh, I'm excited. This is our first, we're gonna mix some citrus in here. Uh, not too much. No? Okay. Just a little. Okay, okay. Uh, I got the pineapple going in. Let's see. Come on, pineapple. <laughs> so, uh, tell me about this song, why not? Yeah, okay, so, BB Mac. 
Um, so this is a this is a little departure from like the R and B influenced boy band. This this is a UK boy band, so they're gonna be a little more like Britpop rock. They're sort of like a bubblegum. Uh, yes. Oasis, yes. almost. It is very yeah. bubblegum. It's bubblegum Oasis when you really think about it. Um, this is the UK's answer to boy bands. Um, BB Mac's not. A, oh, sorry. Oh, go sorry. Ahead. BB Mac. Sorry, just hit me. BB Mac was only together and formed for only a, a, a couple years. Right? Ninety-nine to two thousand three. That's it. That's wild. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were a short-lived. You know what's funny is like they they really tried to push them in the U.S. And uh huh. I think it worked to a degree, but it wasn't as long lasting. So it was like one of they were one of those bands that um, they would show up on like Disney Channel shows, like Lizzie, uh-huh. Lizzie McGuire. Uh-huh, and I remember uh-huh. watching this when I was like ten years old, watching Lizzie McGuire with my sister, and like <laughs> yes, BB Mac would show up, and they'd be like, "Wow, it's BB Mac!" It's and like BB Mac. you didn't know like, who BB Mac was, Ooh, but you're yeah. a kid, so you assume like, "Oh my gosh, it's BB Mac!" <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> like, they really so they. They, like, they pushed them and they pushed them on soundtracks. Like they were on uh, uh, Treasure Planet, if you remember that. Oh, movie. what a great yeah, movie! Yeah, yeah. And Treasure like, Planet. Uh, Princess Diaries had a bunch of BB Max songs. Yeah. Yep. Um, wow. So, but you know, they had a good run, and they actually were. Um, I, I like them, and you have a couple of bands that are like this. That on this on this list, most of them are like audition-based management company bands, but these guys yeah. formed on their own. Um, and then got a deal later, which is like a that's little cool. bit unique to that's yeah. very to unique that for this yeah, for, for this genre. But yeah, I'm I'm excited. I, I, so I will say, I love the lyrics to this song, and yeah. but I want to save why until after I taste this drink. Thank you, Carson. Carson I, uh, barbacking in addition to uh, gasting. <laughs> Were you guys fun. both barbacks and bartenders at one point? I yes. only did it. They only pulled me into the bar. Uh huh. When they, when the cat couldn't even, when the mice couldn't even bartend, <laughs> so I was, I was very last minute. Just uh, lugging, ice, <laughs> lugging ice around. So, yeah, I was more on the floor as a, as a server, but um, yeah. See, I never did that. I mm. always, I always, I always uh, got along so well with the bartenders. We just, we always hit it off. Yeah. How could you not? Right. I know. The toughest thing I think about being a barback is having to deal with that little bit of like ego dig when you're around the bar and somebody tries to order a drink from you and you're like. I can't. And if someone, <laughs> yes. if you're at a real broy bar and they yes. are like assholes to you, they're like, "Why not?" And you're like, "I'm, I'm, I'm the, I'm the bar back." Well, no, people are, people are generally pretty cool about that. Yeah, I've, I've seen people not yeah, be well, cool about I mean, that. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, I have too. And yeah. as you can see, between the four of us, we all know, like, not to point out the obvious, but if you're like, if you're an asshole to barbacks, you're an asshole. Yeah. If you're an asshole to any server, you're yeah. an asshole. Yeah, if you're an asshole to bartenders, you're, you're an, an asshole. asshole to anyone. Seriously. You're an asshole. Oh, oh my gosh, this is our first cocktail. We're putting champagne in here. Yeah. Oh, wow. hey, okay. there we go. Hey, right. hey. Sorry, Mike. <laughs> you got it. You got it. so excited. It's, it's okay. It's good. It's fine. It's We'll clean that up. Okay. Um. So we're just topping it off with a little champagne. Ooh. Normally you serve this in a slightly smaller glass. I love champagne. I also champagne. threw mm-hmm. a... That looks um, so good. I threw an ice cube in there, and Mike, I am so sorry, brother, but <laughs> oh, here you go. You get the first one. You get the first one. Oh, thank you. Sir. You know what? In this record too, you can hear a little bit of that coming off of George Michael production. A little bit, yeah, with yeah, the, yeah. Um, the metals and the percussion, you know. 
And we'll see George Michael actually, exactly. Yeah, yeah, the triangle and the. We'll actually see George Michael come back in another English boy band later on. Yes, um, I think I know exactly the one that you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. Um, yes, I can't wait for that one. But oh my gosh, should we taste this? Or? Yeah, go for it. Oh, okay. Well, I know. No, wait, we're gonna wait, wait for you. I can. Ooh, the thing is the the. Because we're we're drinking for four, yes. so the um, the turnaround is gonna be a little longer. Every once in a while, I like to ask like, why do you do certain things? So like last episode, I learned why you shake and why you stir. Mm-hmm. Why do you do lemon zest? And, why do you do zest instead of juice? Uh, it's a great way to add aroma mm. uh-huh. um, without adding you know more liquid or more acid. Okay. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Cheers. Well, that's it. Wow. Cheers, Cheers, Cheers boys. guys. Cheers, boys. Cheers, Mike. Mike, our engineer, Mike. The champagne really does a nice. Wow, that's touch. great. Yeah. That's pretty good. The bubbles for the bubble gum mm-hmm. pop. Ooh, you know. yes. Yeah. yeah, that is nice. That is nice. Mm. Oh. Yeah, pretty tart. And you know you what? Have... This is the perfect fall drink. Yeah. That's so great. The color, the lemon, the taste. Mm-hmm. This is like 2020 fall. You know? Yeah. Fuck spring for, oh, I don't know if I can say uh, that. You can swear. You can okay. swear. Fuck spring, <laughs> fuck summer, but fall, if fall tastes like this drink yeah. comes by, I'm I'm a happy camper. You know, yeah. um, when you're talking about saying fall, I actually, so this is a really great way to connect with the lyrics of this tune because uh-huh. I always find in the fall, you know, b- before I, I ended up having a great long-term friend, I always found in the fall, I was kind of single again, and I felt like, oh, it's mm. getting to be winter, I'm feeling a little mm. sad, I'm kind yeah. of alone. This song is about, like, kind of dealing with that breakup, when you hear, like, love on the outside is all I can give. Yeah. He's, yeah. like, trying to be friends with people because he doesn't have enough to give to people, but so he's got this wall, you know? And that reminds me of fall in a weird way of kind of you're coming out of like usually a fun summer just feeling a little bit like walled up, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I love that, Alex. Come on, Thanks. candid moment. <laughs> yeah. Love that. Cheers to that. I was in that uh, that place last year. Yeah. Broke up in the summer. Was fall. it in the fall? Fall. I was like, fall. like okay, I'm going at this. Yeah. Single again. Yeah. You're single again, but you can't... Uh, w- one thing that's interesting that he's saying, too, is he's like, I can only give love on the outside, I have this wall, but I actually, like, secretly want you to break this wall down. Mm-hmm. Because, like, Always. live on the inside is, is... Love on the outside is love all alone. That's what he just yep. said, you know? Yeah. 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 What year was this record? This was 2000. This was 2000. Yeah, this was um, on their second album because I think their first one came out in '99. Um, wow, yeah, wow. Yeah. See, yeah. would and you say like that? Th- uh, yeah. Would you say that this is like a, an example of maybe a little snake charming that um, it's being done here by the boys over at uh, BB Mac? Mm. Like, because by 2000, I feel like the U.S. was already. Uh, mm-hmm. Embroiled in like the beginning of hip hop, yeah, yeah, or like yes. the beginning yes. of hip hop sort of takeover of the mainstream, yeah, yeah. Yep. And this, I think the boys across the pond sort of trying to catch up, if you will. This uh-huh. is, yeah, I think this is kind of the edge when they still, I think they were like, let's bubble gum up, like real bands like Oasis, but I think that rock scene was kind of already kind of like 
the rock scene in the forefront of culture was uh-huh. kind of going down. Yeah, yeah. right. Um, yeah. And we talked to episode two, we talked about it, the indie rock scene, but that was underground for a long time, you know? Um, so it was never, like, kind of on top, which I think is why the American boy bands had more longevity than, yeah. than a, a band like Boyzone, which we'll talk about later. Boyzone. Yeah. Boyzone. Well, yeah. you know what? Also, this record has a lot of country influence. It, it really does. It the harmonies, the, the fifths and yeah, stuff. The church yeah. organ. The, yeah, church um, organ. It dropped the reverb, the big mm-hmm. reverb that they were still using through the 90s. Yeah. It doesn't have any of the uh-huh. synthetic acoustic snares. Guitar. It's all acoustic, acoustic guitar. Acoustic guitar. Yeah, so there's a, yeah and, um, uh, country. It sounds like, I mean, this sounds like country music today. Yeah, it yeah. like people it still does. make records that yeah. sound like this. I mean, it goes back into the timeless thing of of, uh, of brandy and cognac, and and it also, um, you know, they weren't using the sort of slap uh, reverbs on the vocals. Everything is very clean. It's very straightforward. Yeah. This also sounds um, like one drummer playing a tip. You know, yeah. it right. doesn't sound like samples being put together. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, yeah. It's a nice fusion, and it goes. It, uh, this reminds me of like, I don't know. There's something southern about this drink. Hey, you cheers! Know? I mean, to it's the... called the Saratoga cocktail. Oh, it's right. very, there it's is. very old school. You know, <laughs> well, like to put together BB Max Saratoga cocktail. Let's do one more cheers to BB yes. Max. Cheers. Yes. Saratoga cheers. cocktail. Cheers, BB Max. Cheers to coming on to fall and BB Max and the Saratoga cocktail. All right, up next we got Yearbook by Hanson from 1997. Oh, what are we doing? What are we drinking? Oh. So what we have here is a New Orleans classic. It is a fantastic drink. Um, it's one of my favorites. It's called the Vucare. Uh, that is a French word that is spelled V-I-E-U-X-C-A-R-R-E. Good. And I liked that one. I liked that drink for this song because this tune just it sort of rocks a little harder. Than yep. some of these other yep. boy band tracks. Yeah, Hanson and does rock harder than most. It boy does. Bands. It yeah. really does. They really yeah. push the envelope. Yeah. On, on, uh, yeah. Not they. I. I don't know. I think that like this is such. They were so young too, right? Oh, they were. They were. Yeah. I mean, brutal. Zach especially was like ten. Yo, you know? and and for this yeah. like this at the time was huge production. This was yeah. major production. Yeah. So yeah. I think it really set them apart from not doing. You know. Yeah. Totally. But, um, Jackson, this is you said this is your one of your favorites. Is it one of your favorites to drink or to make? One of my favorites to drink. Gotcha. Um, it just it has a really kind of special thing to it. Um, it partly because of the split bass of uh, the the bass spirit is split between cognac and rye whiskey. Oh, we're gonna. Oh my so God. it is. Um, is this two, so this is two uh, ounces uh, for each drink, or is it? No, two it's it's total? one ounce. I'm making four drinks. Well, but is it is it so it's, is it an ounce of Hennessy and an ounce of rye? That's or right. It, okay, so, so split base. That's okay. what split base. Got it. Is. Okay. Okay. So now, quick question. Uh, right after Mike and I glance at each other. Grabbing our, clutching our pearls. Um, <laughs> what, uh, what year is this record? Do we know? Uh, yeah, this is 1997. This was their first. This is 97. This was their first uh, major label release. Uh, this was called Middle of Nowhere. Uh, it was huge. Actually, a little bit. Guess the names. Anyone? The names of the members of Hanson. Yeah, yeah. I believe one of them is Hanson. Well, they're all Hanson. <laughs> you got Isaac. You got Taylor. And you got Zach. They're real. They're legit musicians. They started a cappella in Tulsa. They're wow. from Tulsa, Oklahoma. Hence the, um, hence the record "Middle of Nowhere." Uh, oh. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Oh. Yeah. 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 All right. Tulsa has a low-key like 
uh, like a lot of jazz musicians are from Tulsa. You should look them up because there's a lot of good music actually that originated where they were born in Tulsa. They moved to other places like Kansas wow. City and New York and stuff like that. It's but. funny you should say that because I found I found that fact. I haven't heard about a genre taking really. Well, I guess I have in some ways, but um, with Tulsa being jazz, and then I hear a lot of people say Midwest is pop. Yeah. Like, yeah. there's a lot of pop coming from the Midwest. Totally. totally. Um, it's interesting. I don't know. It's just sign up. But, like, Hanson, uh, yeah, so they started playing their instruments after doing a lot of, like, acapella stuff around Tulsa. Uh, Zach did drums. I think Isaac was bass, and Taylor was guitar. I could have gotten those two mixed up. Do you guys, can you guess where they were discovered? This might surprise you guys. How they were discovered? Where, yeah, where how they, they were discovered, how they were where, discovered? how and where. Las Vegas, Nevada. No. Uh, is it gonna be one of those stories? Not a big story, like, it's just a surprise. It's like kind okay. of an unusual thing for a boy band. Where they back were discovered? Backup vocal, vocalist? American 19, Idol. 1995 okay. at South by Southwest. Oh. One of the original, like, first couple of South by Southwest when people, when bands were still discovered then. Right. You know? Yeah. Right. Um, but they had put out, I think, so before then, they actually put out a bunch of kind of grungy lo-fi stuff that sounded more like sort of Pacific Northwest psychobilly, like some of the original, like, 80s Beck stuff that kind of sounded like that. And um, But they got a lot cleaned up here. Oh, and man, rips. do these boys... I love this song. These boys clean yeah. up good. You know? Well, and you know what? Speaking about clean, I'm gonna go throw in an opposite here. The vocals in this are not clean. I mean, the the the, the technique in the sound. Grit. There's grit, and you do not hear that from a lot of totally. uh, artists their age right now. It's Everybody like, wants to be so safe and they want to feel pretty, but like, that's not how you like feel. Like when I listen to yeah. this, and it's, it, epic. it's it's epic, but there's also like that scratch that grit yeah with that i think is like okay we're not playing games anymore this is there's yeah, there's real. meaning and feeling behind and reason behind i think zach hansen actually has a little bit of an emotional like young michael jackson vibe to him too like kind of because yeah. young mikey was able to get like real. yeah he really he was grit. yeah yeah he, he he emoted quite a bit a couple episodes ago, I was really drunk and I said recite the lyrics again um, instead of the ingredients. Um, but before we drink it, could you give the, the listeners at home uh, another uh, recitation of what's in here? I so would they be know happy to. Um, so it is rye whiskey, cognac, sweet vermouth. Um, the recipe says Benedictine, but we could not find Benedictine, so uh, Drambui will be standing in for Benedictine today, which is not what you're supposed to do, but I don't care. <laughs> On behalf of Benedictine, oh, I will be accepting the award tonight. Thank you so much. Can I ask you a question? Um, so I'm noticing there's no ice in this, but you uh -huh. iced the mixer. What's going on? Why, why uh, did you, you do that? So traditionally, you I serve this it. in a... Oh, thank you. Traditionally, you serve this in a chilled cocktail glass, in okay. like an up glass, but it's a brown, sort of heavy whiskey drink, so uh, I, I think you can serve it down, and that's fine. Okay. Uh, so you get sort of the chill. Like you get the chill without having the ice watering it down. That's right. Now, if you if you want a rock or two, I'll happily give you one. No, I don't. Mm -hmm. But uh, oh yeah, and then 
I'm gonna do something. We're doing, we're doing hand them out, then garnish them today. That's what oh, we're doing. Okay. <laughs> so would you hand me that orange okay. over there? Or the, the, or the, the clementine or the, the orange? orange? It's a clementine. That's a grapefruit over there. I'm gonna do something, throw a little, a little curveball, and I'm gonna make an estimation based off of what I hear from this song, how this drink is gonna taste. Ooh, okay. Oh, you're gonna do like a pre-taste? I'm, I'm gonna do a pre-taste yeah. just based off of what I hear. Yeah. Um, and we already we established a little bit of grits, yeah. you know, and knowing some of the ingredients, I'm like, all right, I'm gonna get a little, a little slap, a yeah. little slap in the face. It's uh, um, but in a good way. It's not the world's lightest drink, I'll tell you okay. that. This is the heaviest one, right? Yeah. Okay. Cheers. Cheers, boys. Cheers to the vucar. A little Vukar. sweet. Let me see. You know what? You guys taste. I'm not gonna taste yet. I'm gonna say what I think. Strong, yes. slap in the face, smoky. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, but a little sweet aftertaste. Mm -hmm. This hit me in the face, and now it's sweet to me. A good yo. How are you so right about that? The ears, magical he's, ears. He's good. He's good. This. All one. right, let's see. Let I want to talk about these lyrics because I think it matches exactly what we were saying about this music. It does. Yeah. So when I first heard these lyrics, I kind of thought they were cool because, but I thought they were kind of like. Teeny bopper music. Uh -huh. So I thought it was about he's naming these girls like, oh Amy, you've been a big friend to me. Um, and I think I thought it was about him wanting girls to sign his yearbook because he's like, I see that empty space and I'm sad. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. It's not about that though. It's not enlighten me. So the chorus is about like the empty space and the picture that's missing, he keeps saying, where did Johnny go? Where did Johnny go? And he's asking these three girls uh, that aren't talking to him anymore, uh, which I'm just like, wow. okay, who's Johnny? Where did he go? Why are Amy and Katie and the other girls not talking to, to this to Zach Hansen? What's their secret? What do they know about Johnny's whereabouts? And what did they do to Johnny? This is really dark. This it's, is what I love about early, early pop, too, yeah. especially in the 90s, and Michael Jackson hit it on the head in the 80s, too. It's these, and this is me speaking from, like, my theatrical background, yeah. so, like, I'm naturally drawn to the dramatics and the yeah. high stakes yeah, 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 yeah. of situations. Like, this, to me, sort of, it's like life or death, right? If he doesn't know, we're, he's gonna die and we're do all gonna think, die with him. Do you him. think Zach and Katie and Amy were like all playing around like a rock quarry or something with Johnny? And then no, like no, Johnny no, no, cracked no. his head open and they all hid the death and no, now they're I not get talking? A, I get a Manson family feeling from these three girls. <laughs> no, this was a manslaughter accident. This was an accident. I don't know about I that. I think this was an accident. And they're not, I don't know about they're that. They're trying why to keep it, it a secret. Why is it know? called yearbook? Yeah. Because like, that empty it's a space, the empty space is Johnny that was supposed to sign the yearbook and he's not there. Uh, and those, those girls that I think in his social yeah. group are now not speaking to him because they shouldn't talk about anything. They're Johnny. not. Yeah. They're not speaking to Zach Hansen about Johnny. Yeah. Who fell who, in the quarry. Who fell in the rock quarry? Right. Or down the well? Or down the well? Or maybe drunk driving accident? You know? Maybe I don't know. Maybe they did a joyride. I feel like. Also, just from a sonic perspective, I, I, I hear Evanescence in this. Like, I hear, I the, hear, I I hear, hear the Evanescence guys. Evanescence, yeah. yeah. I also hear something about this yeah. strikes me with Beat It, Michael Jackson's Beat It. A little bit. Where it's like that, like, guttural. You need, you, I you mean, like, he really it's, wants it's, it's to a know from these girls. He's like, girls, you're not talking to me. You, we used to be friends, we're not saying anything, but what did you do to John? 
Well, yeah, circumstances are way different, but there's still that artistic, like, yeah. like, you, and it's a way that a like, vocalist delivers a performance through a mic where yeah, yeah. you don't have to know what the lyrics are about, but you know what they're saying. And you, it could be in another language, and you'd be like, yeah, I, I fucking heard you. Like high so. drama. High drama. It's like this, what you this. were saying, high drama. Yeah. yeah. The, yeah. the sort of belt it to the back row thing. Yes. Belt it till you melt it. That's an Alex fans original. There, there you go. You heard yeah. it here first. <laughs> you learned it here too. Don't forget that. Um, mm. Hey, cheers to the Hanson brothers. Cheers and cheers to the Vucare. 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 Look up. Wow. You can look up the ingredients on our website. Uh, badbusinessmusic.com. Cheers. Yeah. Cheers again. Work. Cheers. Yes. Here we go. I'm gonna. We'll stop and just enjoy this drink. Yeah. <laughs> We are almost halfway through. Yep. Ugh. Uh, okay, so let's recap the three drinks that we've had so far. What what have we gone through so far? Uh, Poosh Cafe. Yep, New Kids on the Block. New Kids mm-hmm. on the Block. Uh, mm-hmm. Then the old Saratoga cocktail, followed by the Vucare. It's yes. the, the heavy stuff to start. The heavy stuff. Yep. Yep. That's usually what we do around here is um, we start with the heavy stuff, and then the drinks sort of get lighter as it moves on. So let's lighten things up with oh, yeah. a little soft R&B with uh, B2K. This is The Other Guy by B2K from 2002. Okay. This is a great song. I, I It's got these Stevie Wonder thirds in it, yeah. which is real cool. Oh, before I go into this, what 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 is the drink and how are you making it? So... I wanted something that really fit with the vibe of this. And um, because this is definitely a lighter tune, you know, nylon string guitars, kind of spa synth there. There's a little nylon string guitar going on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, just like the the nylon string guitar that I mentioned. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, The um, drink is, uh, it's called the. Mayfair Fizz number two. Ooh. And I went with this. It's uh, by a gentleman named uh, David Colombo. Um, it's an opulent riff on the champagne cocktail, which we're going to have a class of champagne song has cocktail. It's an opulent riff, too. It's, a, it's an opulent tune. And I went with the Mayfair Fizz number two for this one rather than the Boys to Men song because Boys to Men is the Roman numeral two and this is the regular number two. Ah, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I couldn't find quail eggs. So we're so just gonna chicken use, eggs. We're just going to use the egg of a chicken. And uh, since there are four of us... <laughs> Those are fun, far more more common. Yeah, I figured... Um, Do you know, does a dove or a pigeon count? Because I can run outside right now and try and grab try one of those grab as, they're, as, they're, as they're popping would, them out. I can't promise a dove, but a, a pigeon, I've I seen would use, a plethora. Of, I would use yeah, a pigeon York. egg. Um, so I figured, because uh, quail eggs are very small and a chicken egg is larger, I figured... One chicken egg equals four quail eggs. That, right. that makes sense to me. All right, so yeah. I'm going to pause for a second and listening to this song, like, letting it hit you with the backing vocals. We got a good spread on them. Yeah. The nylon guitar, which is doubled. Love that. Everything is great. So why, Jackson, 
Why this drink with this song? Because this is smooth. It was really, it was the, it was the number two thing for me. It was, it was the <laughs> fact that it's the Mayfair Fizz number two, and this is B2K. Yeah. Ja- uh, uh, Carson, maybe you can do a pre-taste Sonic thing again, and we yeah, can I'd see if to. it matches. I'd love to. Yeah. While, while we're while we're mixing, like, um, so a little, a couple of things about this band because they they have an interesting background. Uh, you might guess, you guys might be wondering. I think a lot of boy bands had this like. BB Mac, B2K, LFO, like sort of this stuff and B2K. Abbreviations. Yeah. Big on abbreviations. But B2K is basically so they got they were formed in the beginning of the year 2000. Y2K, B2K, B means boys. Yes. So it's like obviously. boys. Yep. Of the new millennium. Yeah. That's kind of what it is. And they were like, oh, let's be boys in the new millennium. But it's the year 2000. Let's tighten things up and let's be B2K. This record actually that this is a B side. This is again is a deep cut but this whole record actually hit number one on the billboard 200 um, yeah. but this band is really going to go down in history as the stars and soundtrack of you got served in 2003 you hand me that of course who's Thank seen you. that movie who's seen you got served you got served yeah i never saw you got served carson did you see you got served i did oh man but this is what I love about. What, what year did you say it was? You got well. This was 2002. You got 2002. served. Came out in 2003. Because 2002, 2003, 2004. I really took as a kid. I took a really big hiatus from music. Ooh. Huge. And so I was listening to a lot of my brother's music, and he listened to a lot of R&B. And I've since visited a lot of R&B. But there is, seems to be like. This was R&B, I feel like it's where, because it was the start of raining on, on the charts, right? With yeah. Billboard and the charts, like you just said. But there is that tight compression on the vocals that we still use totally. today. Yeah. In the chorus, you'll hear that the vocals are spread. So there's not really a single, uh, okay there's not really a, uh, a vocal in the center. If there is, you can't really hear it, but you have it coming in from both sides. Right. The chorus hits on both ears. Yep. Um, the clean guitar, there's not really any reverb delays. If there is, it's very minimal. Um, and even though it's switching the lead vocals, it's unlike a lot of boy bands. This yes. is all one. This is all Omarion, the, the lead vocalist. This is like one of the boy bands that had an actual lead vocalist. Omarion, who's still making records, so, by the way. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Smooth. Totally, totally. It's so it's smooth. very smooth. Uh, and I think with the citrus in here, this drink is going to be... Pre- okay. I would like folks to, to know this, because this is a really cool fact. We covered it in episode three, but for those of you who haven't listened to episode I'll three, glasses whenever you, uh, can. you shake this drink, you've stirred the other ones. That's right. Why... I know this is, we're repeating ourselves from episode three, but it's your first one. Why did we shake this and not stir it? This spoken bit, too. Oh, wait. Sorry. Mm, yeah. We're not quite there yet. Uh, we need a little more fizz for this here Mayfair okay. fizz. Do you want to be nervous about the egg? Uh, no, we're fine. Um, we need a little more fizz for this Mayfair fizz. So, Mike, I know I handed you that already, but... We're gonna pop off some yeah, champagne. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, I'm nervous about the egg. Nah, don't be nervous about the egg. The egg is what makes it so smooth and delicious. 
Can you talk to us about why this is the uh -huh. first shake and drink you've done so far? Um, well, egg drinks require a bit of a different thing. Um, it requires you to dry shake or reverse dry shake where you go with ice and then without ice because you want the egg to emulsify. Um, and uh, just comment a little bit about what emulsify means uh, in terms emulsify, of... It means that the egg begins to become fluffy and thick uh -huh. in the drink. Mm -hmm. um, it gives it that like really smooth kind of milkshake. It's foam on top. Yeah, yeah. milkshake. That milkshake. That's there? a great way to say it. A milkshake. Yeah, like of. a milkshakey uh, texture. And, and what I are we getting now? We're getting some zest. Yeah, some grapefruit zest. Yes, that's right. Um, I know we're using the bottled grapefruit. Delicious. I know I've been a stickler about freshly the, squeezed, but the yeah. freshly squeezed mm -hmm. juices. But we, I don't know if I had four ounces of grapefruit available. Um, grapefruit juice. That is. Because it takes a lot of grapefruits to do that. You know, it takes like two grapefruits, okay. and I have one. So okay, there you go. <laughs> should we cheers. should we drink this? Cheers. Yeah. Yes. Go for it. Oh my God. Cheers. Engineer Mike. Mike, let me cheers with you. <laughs> This tastes a little bit like the. It's uh, tart. Mm. All right, let it's me. Tart. I had to do the. I had to do I like the it. Oh, you didn't do the. But tell me what the post taste is. Uh, like. I didn't do the. I didn't do. No, I didn't do the post taste yet. I would say. Warm. It's warm. It's clean. It's straightforward. Uh, smooth for sure. And. You know what, I, this is, at least for the record, I could listen to this in any mood. There's not a lot of records I could listen to in any mood. This I could listen to in any mood, so I'm gonna say that this drink I could have if it was available. I don't understand. At any time, if somebody came up and said like, here you go, or I could order it. So I would say those are the my- citrus, the citrus element is like, if I'm really bubbly and happy, like citrus yeah. helps with that. Yeah. If I'm feeling mellow, the egg helps with that. Sure. If I'm feeling it. sad, um, the also the, the Drambui standing in for Benedictine again this time around. Um, the that Benedictine, if you can find it, and and for those of you at home, it, it really does give it like a great complexity. Jax, this smells delicious. It Let's smells talk like... about this. You were about to get onto this little talking part, which is very like Isaac Hayes, Curtis Mayfield kind of stuff. Or like fl the floaters from like 20 years before, you know. This the, there was a little part where it's like, girl, you know. It's. I think it's really it's under. I we don't hear a lot of that in today's pop music yeah. in terms of. And I speak of today's pop music from 2010. It's a very retro R&B thing to do. Yeah, it is. like to not rap but to just talk. But and here's the well thing the talking too. part. Well, and it reminds me of country music because like the balladeer part in a this song a that where Johnny Cash. This is a ballad. Yeah. Johnny Cash gets on the mic and he's just like, "Well, you know, I never saw her again, or whatever." And this this song is totally about like, "Hey, listen, like I know I've lost you, but I'm not like those guys. I'm I'm, I'm special." And this is a good pairing. This is I I just tried it. It's a good pairing. I don't know if my if my. Um, my premonition was correct, but but uh, this is a good pairing. Little warm. Listen, it's nice low, to listen to this. Nylon and, and string guitar, all major thirds. 
form. Yeah. There's also, I'm a big pattern person. Mm. So when, when something loops over and over, it gives yeah. you a second to get into it and, and be like, this is that. And then you add the vocal and the, what they, what, oh, what's done really well is the vocal on top of this goes to a lot of places yeah. that's well, this, accessible. Well, Jackson, um, this song, this song sounds, yeah, and the, the, the song sounds very angular to me because like the chords like make the melody do kind of fun, fun funky things. Well, they don't, you know? the chords don't move in a sort of traditional like circle of fifths way. Yeah, yeah. It's, What's the circle of fifths really? Just like kind of like, it's the basic kind of movements, right? Where you yeah, can do a lot if, of Yeah, you know, Jazz tunes tend to move in the circle of fifths, and like uh, if you listen to J.S. Bach's music, uh, a lot of that stuff is that bum 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 bum. But this is this is much more kind of jumpy. Movement. This is much more. It's jumpy, jumpy so but the root motion is sort of in like it's like a whole step and then some other it's, thing. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. the root motion isn't like a cut and dry. He does this thing where he's like the the leaps are very angular, you know. And mm, but the main motif, I think, is that. So it's it's like major chord, major chord down a whole step, and then down a fourth. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Carson, song drink. Pairs. Yes. It's no. a it's a it's a match. I wouldn't say I don't know if my my um, premonition, my uh, my premonition for it was spot on, but I will say it is a pleasure I sipping this and listening to this right yeah. I wasn't sure about it at first. Yeah. But I'm coming around. Hey, engineer it's Mike. Tangy. Song. Taste. Yes or no. I say it matches. Hell yeah. He's hey, work. He's B swiping right, B ladies and gentlemen. B2K. B2K. Uh, the Mayfair Fizz 2. Yes. Cheers. So halfway through. Halfway. Wow. Um, we want you guys to imbibe responsibly. If you drank these drinks as fast as the tunes, it would not be good for y'all. Don't do and it. your powers of setup would be just unprecedented. Unprecedented. Like... If you could have all the ingredients mm -hmm. and all the equipment and, like, you had eight clean cocktail shakers to just, like, whip through everything. And, like, I mean, if you're a professional bartender and you want to try and do the drinks as fast as you hear about them on here, I would like to advise you to not do that. Yep. You have so much to give. That's why I, I think you should think use it. this podcast yeah. more as a way to understand how to make drinks and maybe make one one at a time. It's Enjoy a pure them. connection between yeah. music and booze yeah. and fine liquor. And that's one of the reasons yeah. why we're taking a break. We're going to yep. take a quick lacrosse break. It's uh, uh, it's, pronounced, it's pronounced lacroix. While we're taking a break, while we're taking a break, I have to, because we're going into, we're going into the more of the, it's the gay version of water. It's more exciting. <laughs> During this water break, I, I need to discuss an individual that is very important to the boy band scene. Mm -hmm. And because we're going into more of the audition-based managed bands, and this figure... Uh, the heavy hitters. ...has a lot to do with this. And this man's name was Lou Pearlman. Fans of the boy band genre probably know... They know who Lou. They know Lou. Is. 
They know Lou. <laughs> For those of you who don't know Lou, I got to tell you a little bit about Lou because there's a little darkness going on with a Lou. A little? Oh, yeah. A little? Oh, yeah. So Lou, who will go on because we're going to listen to some of the major ones. It's a surprise, but it'll be fun. But Lou discovered a couple of them that are huge. But, you know, how did this... So he was this random guy from Orlando, Orlando, Florida. Orlando. He had the power to break bands, to break bands through and make them some of the biggest boy bands of the early 2000s. That takes a lot of money. How did he get that money? He's just the Tommy Wiseau of music. So, no, 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 no. Tommy Wiseau has mysterious sources, probably family money. This guy... Tommy Wiseau's more fun. Tommy this guy has fun. Ponzi scheme. Uh, so, oh God, yo. in 1996, um, he established three organizations. Transcontinental Records, Transcontinental Travel Services, and Transcontinental Airlines. One of those companies was <laughs> oh real. God. The other two... Lou Pearlman is behind that? Yes. Can we guess? Can Are we you guess? serious? Which, which one of them... Okay, which of the two were real and which one was funny? Well, seeing as he managed bands, I'm going to go with Transcontinental Records being the real one. Correct. Uh-huh. Very correct. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So wait uh-huh. a second. So, you mean he had, he had zero planes? <laughs> zero planes and zero travel uh, services. Oh, so, oh, my God. It was pretty ingenious. So he created falsified... Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation, FDIC documents, uh, AIG documents, and Lloyd's of London documents to indicate that he had received giant amounts of funding for this travel company and for this airline company. And he defrauded investors over $300 million. <gasps> $300 million. And he used that $300 million as a slush fund to pump his record label full of cash. <laughs> And, and th- remember, remember, if you want to vilify this man, just remember, he's the gentleman who brought Justin Timberlake to all of us. He did. So, listen, and, you know. And, and listen, I, I will keep saying, like, the folks that he f- that were put on his label, like, I do not blame any of them because they didn't and know. And you can't. You can't. They were good performers. Yeah. This guy approached yeah. him and said, I'm going to help make you famous. They had no idea. And how are you supposed to know? You, you have that no when idea. You... You're a young guy, like trying, just wants to sing. Like it's. Well, I... and we all know what it's like to be hungry as artists. Yeah, and when somebody, man. when somebody's like, do you're not gonna be like what, what, what Ponzi scheme? Totally, you, like you know? there's not that. But you know what? Who you know who was asking that question? Mm-hmm. The FBI. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh, and. They, they get paid too. They wow. charged him with bank fraud, wire fraud, and mail fraud. Oh my uh-huh. God. In and he was sentenced wow. in two thousand eight to twenty five years in prison. Uh, actually, so he was he was set to get out in twenty twenty nine. However, he passed away in prison. I think of a heart failure. Hmm. Um, about six months into his sentence, hmm. he was also accused of a lot of. Uh, you know, other dubious charges that... Yeah, weren't you know, there... Uh, wasn't he touching people inappropriately? There was a little bit of that. The singer of LFO accused him of that. Lance Bass said that that has no founding, but he's a sketchy guy. I mean, he defrauded $300 million yeah. about uh, out of investors and used it yeah. as a slush fund. 
it's a weird dichotomy because you, you'll actually kind of understand this. There, there's a few other folks that aren't as dark as Perlman, but like some of these audition based like music, like mogul folks that broke these boy bands, like yeah. that we're about to get into, like great, great songs, great talent. Oh yeah. I am not like in any way being detrimental to yeah. these bands. Right. I'm just saying that this guy, uh, because I'm going to reference this guy, we got to know about Lou Pearlman. Totally. Yeah. And, uh, with that being said, with the bank fraud, with the wire fraud, with the mail fraud being said, that's just the stuff they can prove. That's just the stuff they can prove. That's just the stuff they can prove. But, and, uh, it's probably time to listen to some of that music. Well, but really quick, can I just, can I toss this in real quick? It's, Because the music industry is fraught with problematic people at totally. times. Yeah. And we have to remember that these records are a team effort. Mm-hmm. And that, yeah, Lou Pearlman was a scumbag. And he made a lot of these bands, you know, he made their careers, essentially. Yeah. Um, we can write him off without writing off the records. Justin Timberlake or Justin Timberlake or any number or of people. Aaron Carter, who he also Aaron managed. Carter. Now listen, Aaron Carter has his own demons to deal with. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. yeah. But the truth is, and like, you know, it's just important to remember that it's not just one person who totally. puts their face on this thing. Well, with that right. said, and I'm really right. glad you said that because yes. I want us to give us like more of a positive face on the next couple tunes we're gonna listen to. Yeah, yeah. Um, so let's cheers to the lacrocs and the the water and <laughs> the drink drink La-crocs. some water in between. Lacrocs are shoes that chefs wear. Don't be drinking all this alcohol as fast as we are, by any means. Always drink water though. We're not even drinking it as fast as we're drinking it. You um, know what I'm saying? Are you guys ready for the next tune? Yeah, we're ready. Go. Hit us. That all being said, this is uh, one of the, this might arguably arguably be the biggest boy band that we've talked about yet. This is the Backstreet Boys set adrift on Memory Blitz. Um, what is mixing with this one? So this is a good old drink. It's a uh, sidecar riff and it has a title. I mean, this is the Between the Sheets. That's what it's called. And it's a sexy after-dinner type drink. And the reason why I wanted to do this drink with this song is because there's an Isley Brothers song called Between the Sheets. Yep. Which was uh, which was then sampled by uh, Biggie, right? That's right. Yeah. And uh, this tune really sort of reminds me of that tune, which has the same name it's as this sexy. cocktail. It's a sexy Well, and it's, they, they both have that kind of like... Uh-huh. Now, the groove is a little different here, but yeah. the tempo... Totally. ...is pretty much the same. And I do have something to say about the tempo, but I want to ask a little more about, like, what the Between the Sheets is and what's in it and, 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 and So it's it's is. really... It's a sidecar variation. What's a sidecar? Well, sidecar is just... You know. Would you hear that? Uh, uh, oh, Spandau Ballet. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The gin triple second yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and lemon juice. This is a brandified yeah. sidecar. So it uses, a, again, split base of uh, brandy, white rum, 
and uh, Cointreau. Magic. Yeah. So a lot Such of a... citrusy, orangey, sugary. Yeah, stuff. it's a tangy one. Not so, not super sugary. It's, okay. We're not adding any sugar to it. Cointreau definitely has um, its sweetness. sweetness. Well, yeah. it's one step away from the. Uh, a terrific cosmopolitan in in my mind. Yeah, which is the citrus, okay. the Cointreau. Um, we did the vodka. a Cosmo on an episode one. Yes, that was the vodka. Um, yeah. Vodka and disco. That's yeah, right. that episode. Yeah. With, well, uh, vodka and Euro disco. Euro disco. Yeah, just that's European right. like Georgian Roder. Right. So, and you're shaking this drink because why? Because uh, you got to get that citrus to incorporate. To incorporate, okay. The citrus has to incorporate. It's sometimes hard to get the citrus to combine with the and, spirit. And that's the rule. Like, all liquor and liqueurs drinks, Easter, and then anything that has, like, juices and stuff. That's right. Because spirits, uh, they're delicate. You can bruise them. Yep. So, okay. Let's name them. Who can name all the Backstreet Boys? Or some right, of them. So we have... Uh, Justin Timberlake, of course. We no, have... that's that's insane. <gasps> wow, there you go. We, did, we both fucked that up. Edit that out. <laughs> um, no, uh, we have uh, Nick Carter. Yep. Um, who, speaking of Aaron Carter. Yeah, right. Um, Nick Carter. Um, uh, because Justin, JT, and Lance Bass were in the same. They were, they insane. were in insane. They were insane. Um, you've got Howie Duro, AJ McLean, and you got two cousins. Well, uh, 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 wait, 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 wait. Who's the one guy? Joey Fatone. No, insane. No. Insane. God damn it. Brian Luttrell and Kevin Richardson. Yeah, see. Um, not not as well known individually, but they were bigger than Insane actually. So they they started uh, as a trio in Orlando. Orlando uh, with Howie and AJ, and they met the cousins. Where, where do you think they met those two cousins that uh, got together? Uh, I'm gonna say college. No, no. Carson. Yes. Um, <laughs> can you repeat the question? Where did the band meet and unite? The Backstreet Boys. What uh, okay, so here's my envisioning. Late night. They're out. They're, they're, they're hanging at a friend's place. They met in the back street. You're uh, wrong. Okay. You're wrong. Engineer Mike? <laughs> <laughs> no, well, they, they were practicing and stuff, but they... Yeah, you got it. This is great. You're great bar back, Carson. I don't know, but... I would guess one of the major... Uh, one of the major cities. No, one of the major uh, theme parks. Oh, you're close. Universal? No. The other what? one? Which one? Disney? Disney? Disney World. Walt Disney World is where they met. I've wow. been there. Of course the Backstreet Boys off. met at Walt Disney World. And they performed for none other than who? Lou Pearlman. Lou Pearlman, and he Lou booped them. Lou Pearlman was involved in Disney World? They, well, so he... <laughs> he put out a no no no. So he put out so Lou Pearlman put out uh, a bunch of ads in the Orlando Sentinel, and he had auditions at Walt Disney World, and they narrowed it down to these five guys. Wow, and that was the Backstreet Boys. Wow, where was he getting that money to finance those ads? From his we don't know. <laughs> well, we know from the same place wow. Tommy Wiseau did. Cheers. 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 <laughs> You're tearing, tearing it apart, Lisa. 
It's nice. It's not my favorite. <laughs> I do um, like it when someone doesn't like one of the It's not drinks. my favorite. Yeah, I, yeah. Because I, I almost want to, I prefer Cosmopolitan over this. Mm. It's, but it's in that world. It fits because what's the... So I got a good story behind this song that there, there's a lot of layers going on here. So this song is actually um, a retooling of the hip-hop group's PM Dawn, hit by the same name. Uh, so Set Adrift on Memory Bliss was a PM Dawn song, a rap group, in uh-huh. 1991. But they sampled heavily Spandau Ballet's uh, True. I know mm, this much is true. So this is this right, weird right, copy right. of a copy where like they took a song that was sampling Spandau Ballet and then tried to make their original song. I personally think this song is a hot mess, but God, the playing yeah, they, is good. The playing's <laughs> really good. There's not really like, there's not like a motif. No, that's you why know? Yeah, yeah, they yeah. tried to make a, yep. okay, so they took they, they took a song, a, a rap song that was that sampled an 80s Spandau Ballet song, and then they tried to make their own original. A copy of a copy gets weird, right? Well, and sure, but I mean, it's sort of one of those tunes where it's just sort of like this menagerie of different of sounds. Stuff. It's just things existing, and I like music like that, but there's no... Especially because I see boy band music and pop music. And this little so, sample, like, like it's the, so pop the oriented, it's so hook coming. oriented. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no hook, really. The, the only hook is the. Well, and that's why yeah. I think this was actually a genius pairing, Jackson, because I want that song to be true, yeah. and I want this to be a cosmopolitan. Ah, oh, <laughs> cheers to that. That's great. Right? There you go. But it's not, and sometimes that's what life is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Oh. Mm. Nice and citrusy. I do like that little. I like that little bass. The bass sneaks up on you, like the, right here. You know, yeah. I, I like that a lot. Like, it's great. This, this is one of the great examples of just like really fucking clean studio musicians just crushing these arrangements. Yeah, that's why I'm saying like this song is kind of a hot mess. But it's still fun to listen to because the playing's awesome, you know? Like, presumably they have some assassin on the drums. Totally. Playing like brushes the or The bass is an assassin too. Yeah, it's yeah. probably Lee Squad. Yeah. Ooh. These lyrics are actually, so, um, uh, PM Dawn, these, all these verses were like rap lyrics. And they took like, and they were actually supposed to, they just slowed it down and like did boy band singing huh. over it. Yeah. Sometimes uh, that's all you need to do. Sometimes that's all you need to do. I agree. You just need to slow it down. And... The fact is like a hip hop song works with no real chorus. Like I don't think this works without a real chorus because they tried to use the chorus as like a copy of a copy sample and it's just like... It doesn't quite work as a song. I mean, if you, you know? look at True, it, it, all right, let's get down to the, the bare bones of True. Sure. Song True. This to me, this to me hits as a record that is a filler track on an album. It is something that yeah. they want to come up. They have an idea. They want to. They they think it could be cool. Let's do it. We have the money. We gotta fill this quota of songs. Yeah. They do it. Any day. Yeah, you prefer hate to, True over. You so. hate to have that thought though. Yeah. You hate to just yeah. think like, oh, this, it just ain't it. Yeah. 
But the you know what? Backstreet still... Boys, what like, kind of hits? They had a ton of hits. One of the yeah. things, this is a B-side, and, and I think the point of the boy band B-sides thing is like, this is really nice to listen to. Yeah. All the, the drums work, the bass is really... The, the it playing, sounds great. The, it sounds great. But the playing is really cool. It ain't it ain't Bye Bye Bye, if you know what I'm well, saying. Well, Bye 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 is in sync. Dude. I realize that. It's not Backstreet's Back, all right. It's not Backstreet's Back, all right. <laughs> Yo, which... Max Martin produced that a whole... Well, Max Martin's all over this record. He's, He's all, all over, over much all of it. Yeah. Yeah. Here is to... Cheers. Um... Set adrift on memory bliss, yes. the Backstreet Boys, and the Between the Sheets. It can you a, can you give me the the the, song, the, the agreement the the ingredients ingredients not the agreements one more time for the, the people for the people for the people. Um, so we got Brandy, we got Quantro, we got Havana Club, and we got a half an ounce of lemon juice. Let's to bring do it all together. Cheers no again, sweet Backstreet no Boys. And may I just say what a wonderful time I'm having. Mm. Thank you for having me on here. It's such a pleasure. Dude, are you kidding? Uh, Absolutely. This is the song I've been really waiting for, actually. And this is actually the song that I discovered that boy bands had some good shit going on. Um, I remember when we, you and I listened to this. This tune is... It was really the catalyst for this episode. The catalyst for this episode and that, like, the stuff that, that weren't hits, like, they yeah. had great studio musicians, and they were also amazing singers. Yep. Uh, yeah. You've been waiting for this band. You've been wanting to hear this. We've been talking about it the whole time. I, I also this... have to say, you called me up when we were on the phone. You brought this up, so and I listened to it. And <laughs> oh, my gosh. I was, it's I was sort of floored, because it's not what you expect Yo, from a boy band. It's a hot this, track. It's, this is beautiful. Sailing a... by none other. You were waiting for these guys. None other than In Sync. Oh. Now, is that not the smoothest thing you've ever heard? It's so smooth. This is a cover. It's crazy. It's crazy how smooth it is. Oh, my. This is so smooth, guys. For those who don't know, this is a cover of the 1979 Christopher Cross hit. This was Christopher Cross's Yacht Rock. This is a Yacht Rock staple. It's a Yacht Rock staple. This is a Yacht Rock staple. Yeah. And I am surprised that this went... To a total B-side dustbin of you of InSync, but it's amazing. Here's the thing: I can tell because I just made a sour face. If you're watching the video live right now, you can see I made a sour face. But I made the sour face because you can tell it's a devil because everything is placed in mono, so it's all center. Uh, Whereas with boy band stuff, the trick is you make you stereo, stereo it out, yeah, and it's center. And I was like. Why did they do this? Old school. It's old school. Because it's, it's old school. school. It's, they want to yep. do it like the Christopher Cross With record. the old school Christopher there Cross is. record you hear stuff. Like, what are we making with this? Yeah. What matches with this? What What's the drink, Jackson? We Although this is a little bit of a... Because I've only got the one ear. So I'm hearing, I'm hearing a specific JT, a specific note in my left ear. So let's talk about the drink. Let's talk about the drink. Let's talk about the what drink. Are we doing, so Jack? What are we doing? As, what are we doing? Seeing as this tune is 
a riff on an old classic. It yep. is a riff on an old classic. Oh, I figured we'd do the so exact right. same thing. Seeing as it's a riff on an old classic, we're gonna have ourselves a champagne cocktail. Right? Oh my right. god, I love and champagne. The way god. you have a champagne cocktail is you drop a sugar cube into a glass. Lots of sugar. This you is gonna toss, be great for my hangover. You toss what is a that? Cup. What are you doing? What are you, wait, what are you dropping inside the sugar cube? This is Angostura bitters. All right, so what is Angostura bitters made Angostura of? bitters is, well, uh -huh. it's made of good things and love. Right. A lot and of love. Bitter stuff, spices, cloves, lots of spices. Um, and it's is sort there of the key ingredient. alcohol in Angostura bitters? Yeah, lots of alcohol. So oh, wait, okay, I've, okay. Got a, I've got a specific question. Yeah. So we see 44... You know, percent That's right. alcohol on bitters. Why do they have the alcohol percentage on bitters? Because by law, you have to mention you it. You gotta do it. You gotta tell them. Yeah. Can, I, can I tell you a funny, interesting story about Angostura? That's yeah. actually kind of interesting. Uh, that I learned recently is that Angostura bitter, the, the, the Angostura company was founded by these the Angostura brothers. And... Um, when they first uh, ordered their first batch, one of the brothers was tasked with getting the bottle, and the other was tasked with getting the uh, label. And if you look at this, the label is too big for the bottle. Yep. And that became... It was a mistake. They, they fucked this up. And after that, Wait, are you serious? Totally. This is why are you it for over. Real? Totally. Yeah. This is why it overtakes it, and it became the bottle. Signature. It became signature. It became uh, signature. Yeah. yeah. Totally. Um, I, I always thought that was so fun about Angostura bitters. And one of the actual good hangover cures, which I think we're gonna do after the next stop down, yeah, we might is, have to. is pour an ice water <laughs> of sparkling uh, water and put in some Angostura bitters. It's a oh, great hangover cure. I have cure. to say, Alex, I was very worried that the hangover cure was gonna be pouring the ice bucket over the gay. No, <laughs> no. And, um, I, you know, you know, that would've cured Why the would've that been a Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but um, wow, I have to say I I love champagne. Thanks Carson, for being a thanks can, for being can a we, Can you do a pre-taste? Can you can you do a pre? Um, what's what's right, this about? All right, so I sense smooth. You, you know, it's the underdog, right? It's it's when you put it on, you don't expect it to hit you the same. Whether it's the champagne, you're not a big. Uh, fizzy guy, you're not a big champagne guy, you're not a big sparkling wine guy, mm -hmm. or uh, the dark liquor, you're not a big dark liquor. But when you when you give it a chance, it you're surprised, and this can be one of your favorite drinks. It's sweet, it's got now, a little bit of bite. I will um, tell you that uh, this mason jar that's sitting in front of me is full of apricot infused brandy, so it's. You'll get a little bit of like a fruity apricot thing. Okay. Yeah. All right. Let's it do it. It looks beautiful. Here we go. It really looks beautiful. Cheers, Thank you, Jackson. Cheers. Cheers, Engineer Mike. Cheers. This might be the you best drink I've had this whole episode. I think so too. And yeah. on that first sip, I can taste the apricot. The I can champagne. taste the champagne. Yeah. You know what? But, but by the way, like, sailing record. is all about champagne, too. Like, yeah, I is. taste the champagne, and, like, I feel like Christopher Cross wrote this song about, like, sailing around with, like, champagne with this girl. Maybe I'll take a second to talk about in sync. Yeah, in go a for second. It. So, We haven't yeah. talked enough 
about yeah. NSYNC. We, we haven't have... talked at all about NSYNC, and I think it's important because they have a really interesting story. And it's so they were formed in, in good, 1995. Right? Let's let's uh, let's do the Pokemon God and name them all. Yeah, who who can name and say? Justin Timberlake, uh, Lance Bass, Joey Fatone, uh, Joey Fatone. Yeah, you just swiped that out of my mouth. <laughs> I've been waiting a lot. There's time. one more. There's one more. Uh, oh fuck! He probably. I hope he's not listening uh, because I don't fucking yeah. remember his name. Chris Kirkpatrick. <laughs> Chris Kirkpatrick. How could I have forgotten that? Superman. So, I always thought that no, Backstreet. <laughs> I gotta be honest. That's Clark Kent. Yeah. <laughs> You know, they all sound the same. <laughs> so, so I always thought that Chris Kirkpatrick was like, or sorry, I always thought that NSYNC was like the top boy band, but they were both out of Orlando and NSYNC was actually the B-tier boy band because do you know who this band was started by? Um, this was started, uh, it was uh, the same. It was uh, Lou Well, no, no, no. It was started by the guy that you couldn't name, Chris Kirkpatrick, who was who approached Lou Pro- He was cut from the Backstreet Boys audition. Oh. But he didn't oh. give up. He didn't give up. Oh. He insisted on a meeting with Lou Pearlman, and he says, I have an idea. I would like to start another band, and I think we can, we can approach this in a different way and make a, a great set of records. And so, um, I feel like it didn't go down that easy. I would like to I do like NSYNC. I feel like Lou Pearlman was like... Lou Pearlman. He, he went to Lou Pearlman and he was like, hello, Lou Pearlman. Well, I know you have the Backstreet Boys, but I would like to do NSYNC. Well, here's the thing. Like, it's it's really funny that this, this guy had the guts to, like, say, I got cut, but I'm going to go back to this guy that auditioned me and be like, yo, I want to start a band and you got to listen to me. And he made a compelling enough case to get Lou Pearlman on board. Lou Pearlman started searching for other folks. So, you know what he did? Tell us. He started scouring through his uh, old tapes of Mickey Mouse Club episodes. Why he had those Shut tapes up. and why he scoured through them, I don't know. I was, oh, what do you mean? I was just looking through my tapes of the Mickey Mouse Club. And he discovered uh, <laughs> you Jason. Know, my vast collection of tapes. So, I, wow. I, you know, uh, why he had all those tapes, you can determine for yourself. However, that's how he discovered Justin Timberlake and J.C. Oh, Chazet. No. Yeah, maybe. Ah, oh, see, see, this is why, man. This is why it's all so nuanced. Yeah, he's a creepy fuck. But he went in, he reviewed the tapes, and he found J.T. He did. That J.T. was found by a kind of a creepy guy. A creepy guy. JT's not a creepy guy, but he was no, found JT's by a great. creepy guy. J- we love JT. I mean, we love JT. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, so rounded out the group was obviously Joey Fatone. Joey Fatone. But not Lance Bass. This guy, Jason Garasso. Joey, um, Lance Bass is also apparently a huge sweetheart. So, I don't know if you guys know why NSYNC was named NSYNC. But uh, it was named after the last letters of each of the members. So there was Justin, Tina, and Justin, uh, Chris S, yeah, uh, Joey Y, Joey Y, Jason N, Mm -hmm. J C C. 
So Jason N left the band. Lance Bass replaced him, but they never changed the name. They were just like in sync. That's kind of cool. That's in sync. Yeah. That's in sync. Where do you think they had their first performance? The Civic Center in Orlando. Close, but false. Come on, think um, about the last song. I, I, what, what was the last song again? My engineer Mike, can you answer uh, where they had their last, their first performance? I'm gonna guess Disney World. Walt Disney World. Walt my Disney friends. World. Oh Are yeah. You oh, the For the real? Civic totally. Center in Orlando. Of course, it's close. Yeah. Oh, what am I doing? Oh man, I am. I'm off this but, episode. But this song, this song is like, why does this taste like the drink? Because I, okay, I remember when we were driving back from a show in Nantucket, all six of us in the car, I was like, guys, when we played Nantucket that one time, I discovered this fucking great thing by NSYNC, because we play sailing and like, listen to we this. We play sailing. And We've we definitely were all played just sailing. like, Holy shit, this is so I, good. I remember, I remember. Well, it's it's not even that it's good, it's just that it's it's the version of this song that we deserve. Oh my gosh. They wow. even do the bridge, yeah. like the piano it's thing. It's perfect, like, yeah, but all vocal harmony. All vocal harmony. Yeah. No, and, so and like, because the Christopher Cross version is so well written. It is. That like, and that you can make so many good things out of it. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. Well, and it also, I think, as covers go, it stays really true to the original version. But it, the one thing about this song is, like, I actually think this is set for You think it's better? It might be better. I think it's better. I'd say this version feels like a one um, like, it's yeah. 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 like, because here's the thing. Like, I, I remember working with a guy named Glenn Swan, who's a wonderful, amazing, genius, great program here. And he, he described the song. Right. That's okay. It happens. Champagne's got bubbles in it. You know, it's bubbly. This is a bubbly song. It's a champagne song. So, yeah. put that in with Glenn's like, he'll come. But he described, um, Glenn described songs coming in as a warm-up. And like yeah. the harmonies coming, that's what I can warm-up. Notice, the guitar part is, is this the JT? same. Is this JT right now on the verse? I Obviously. I don't think this sounds like JT. I don't know. Notice how the guitar part is exactly the same. It's just worth saying. That the guitar part is exactly it's the exactly same. the same. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it kills, man. It kills. I can't stop just listening to this. I know, and it's like, <laughs> I, just listening to a song is great radio. I know, um, but it is important sometimes to just bask in the waves of these sweet gentlemen's bask voices. Bask in Lance Bass. Bask in the Lance Bass. And all the all the smoothness. All the sailing, you know? Because this song is really about the loss of the self, in a way. It's, it's sailing. It's, a, it's about escaping to never, never land. Uh, this whole thing is just about it's about just sort of 
falling back into the sweet waters of Justin Timberlake and all his friends' voices. What What's kind of funny about this is that this song was Christopher Cross's like biggest hit and remembered. This is his calling card. And this song by NSYNC, I had to dig to find out that they did this song. Why do you yeah. think that is? Because that's kind of... Isn't that sort of a, like, uh, what's the word? A, like, natives attract, but it's, it's, uh... It's, it's unexpected. Record, it's it's a, unexpected. Yeah, it's a record that comes out, and it's like, boom, and then another, uh, a boy band does it. Yeah. Where you think it would be... A hit. Like, a hit, and it... Honest to God, listening to it is a fucking hit. It's a jam. It's yeah, beautifully done. It's, it's like one and of these. It's not. Well, it's because not, because it's this could discover this you know could I mean? never be bigger than Bye Bye Bye. But right. oh, you know it can't be. Okay. There's no but way for it to be bigger. I love than the bye fact bye. that have, did you listen to the fact that they did these? So Christopher Cross, like those strings and those pianos, uh-huh. it's all a cappella, like. No, they had some. They yeah, had some assassin arranging this. Oh my god! They had Whoever an assassin arranging arranging was an assassin. Hey yo, uh, here's the insane. Yes. Here's the sailing. Champagne here's cocktails. Here's, before we cheers, can you recite the not the lyrics, the ingredients? The ingredients. So a champagne cocktail is great because it's super easy. You literally just get a glass you want to drink champagne out of. You toss a sugar cube in the bottom of it, a couple dashes of Angostura bitters, three quarters of an ounce of brandy. I use this apricot-infused brandy, because why not? And uh, then you just top it off with some champagne, some champagne, and you have yourself a great time. There you go. Yeah. Agreed. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, you finished it. (laughs) Oh. Couple more. Yeah, man, we're coming into it. I don't think it. we could do boy bands without boys to men. I would have to agree with that. Yep. This, I think tune, is, have to this agree with tune is super weird, but it's I like it. It's super weird. It's yep. super weird. Uh, this is... Oh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> this is the Girl in the Life magazine off of the 1997 album Evolution by yeah. Boys <laughs> to Men. What are we pairing here? So this is the coffee cocktail. This one's kind of fun because it doesn't contain any coffee. Why is it called the coffee cocktail? Because it tastes like coffee, maybe. Oh, interesting. You know? We're going to find out if it really tastes like coffee. Um, this is another egg drink, for those of you who are curious. And uh, it's, Carson's nervous about yeah, egg drinks. Carson is nervous drinks. about the eggs. But that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're really nervous about the oh. All right, so so what is what is that? Port is port wine. What's the difference between port wine and like red wine? I know it's I a dessert think it, wine. I think it it spends more time in the barrel. I think it's aged. Interesting. They age it because I know more. like I feel like my, pirates drink port wine. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they're this after spending all that time in ports. Pirates. They drink port wine when they're out in Antigua trying to plunder the gold and the other seals and ships. Super dark. This is port wine. Okay, is this guitar solo? I love it. It's really good. Yeah. Port and cognac uh, make up the bass for this this one here. Which really, because cognac gives it that kind of nutty, 
really like sort of deep flavor and the port sort of gives you the the sweeter more floral notes we'll see if it tastes like coffee i mean that's really the game here is okay. does this or does this not play taste this like game. coffee yeah oh right, what are we honey? putting in here now right. putting in honey I mean that. I love how circle. at this point you're just free pouring. Yeah, I'll free pour honey sometimes. Extra oh, fancy, God. we free poured everything. We didn't measure shit. So there. what are you doing with this egg? What, what's going on? We're using the white. Oh, you're the using egg. the white, not the yolk. Yeah. The okay. other drink was interesting because it used a whole egg. Oh. But this one's good because why, you just why get just the yolk and not the, the why just the white and not the yolk? Because the white emulsifies nicer. And it doesn't have the yolkiness of the yolk. The yolkiness, yeah. A yolkiness is, is a yolky thing. Yes. Good. Oh, you're using two. Yep. Because we're making four drinks. Uh, CC. For, um, uh, for Mike. For Mike. Um, should I talk yes. about Boys to Men now? Yeah, go or? for it. Go for yeah. it, baby. Okay. So Boys to Men's... We just talked about a couple of Lou Pearlman bands that were formed under, like, they were great people, but, like, Lou Pearlman was kind of weird. These guys have the most charming formation story I've ever heard from any band. Like, I'm I'm talking about, like, any band, not just boy bands. Like, more than the Beatles, more than the Rolling Stones, these guys have, like, the most just, just... It's just the most heartwarming, like, formation story. So, um, they started at, uh, the Philadelphia High School for the Creative Arts, um, as Unique Attraction. And they weren't really a band. Uh, it was these two two guys, Nathan Morris and Mark Nelson. Um, and they weren't a band. They basically were two guys that used to sing a cappella in the bathroom of their high school because they had good acoustics. Yeah. So they would they would hang out and just like duet with each other like in the bathroom of the uh, high school, the Philadelphia Center of the Performing Arts. What's funny is like members rotated all the time. They would have like five people at all, all times, but some of the folks were like seniors or juniors and they'd graduate and leave. But, um, but uh, 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 Nathan and Mark were freshmen at the time, so they just stayed through. They finally uh, solidified uh, with two guys, Sean Stockman and Wanya Morris. But wait, every great acapella group needs a bass singer. Yeah, they do. They do. And you know how they found uh, their bass singer? Uh, uh, Craigslist. Uh, Michael McCreary. He was also a student at the Philadelphia High School of Performing Arts. Yeah. And while these four guys were singing in the bathroom. Uh, short glasses. Michael McCreary. Uh, yeah. While these guys were singing in the bathroom, Michael McCreary was in the hall uh, hanging out after school. And he heard this beautiful acapella and he started singing bass along with it. Beautiful. And they walked out of the bathroom and were like, because he was just going like, you know, like that kind of stuff. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, let's start a band. And what's really, really fucking cool, it's like almost like a movie, and I feel like they need to make a movie about these guys because um, they're absolutely deserving of a film. They're deserving of a film because after they formed their band, they decided, like, all right, we got to get big. 
we gotta find a way to get big. They found this concert in Philadelphia at the Wells Fargo Center that was sponsored by a big radio station and Will Smith was set to perform there. And they snuck into the arena, the backstage of the arena. They like high school kids snuck right in. Um, oh, by the way, before that, they named Boys to Men. They changed their name to Boys to Men after a new edition song, Boys to Men. And uh, so, what happened with these guys is they were like, "I'm gonna find Will Smith, and we're gonna perform for them. We're gonna, sorry, we're gonna perform for Will Smith." And they ran around the backstage of the studio, and you know what? They found him. No, instead of they, didn't. they found they, Lou Pearlman. Instead of running into Will Smith, they ran into New Edition. Oh wow, and that's they, better than Lou Pearlman. And they sang a New Edition song in front of New Edition, and it was so great that New Edition was like. I'm gonna manage you guys, and we're gonna make you guys big. That's huge. It's, uh, it's so it's so cool. Like these guys that formed in high school singing in the bathroom were like, let's come up with a scheme to like sneak in the backstage of a of a of a stadium, and like we're gonna meet our idols. It's like if you and me were to just run into Michael McDonald and be like, let me play, yeah. you know. Cheers. Cheers. The coffee cocktail. Cheers. You know what? This is a gorgeous pairing, honestly, Jackson. Because it's not like anything else I've tasted. It's like coffee, actually. Does it? Yeah. I, I mean, Carson, get... what are your thoughts on that story, though? I, mean, I don't like, know if I'm getting the coffee I... proper. I like the story a lot. I, the, I, and it's my own problem. Like with mentioning Will Smith, I cannot stand Will Smith. I can't. But they stand didn't meet James Will Smith. They ran into New Edition. I know. Thank God. And that because was their, if they their ran idols. To Will Smith. God would have known. They named they, you their know, band after oh, a we, New Edition. We love you, song, Will you know. Smith, wherever you are, if you're listening. Oh no, I don't. He doesn't. But <laughs> but, but I, I do. <laughs> I know. It's fucking it's Independence fun. Day, bro. Um, I love that. You know. Serendipitously, um, one domino falls onto another. You know, it, it leads you on a forward path. So I love that, and I think the 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 pairing with this is impeccable because it's it's not like you know it's not like anything else we've heard tonight. It's not like anything else we've tasted tonight. Yeah. This has a. I'm just gonna explain for the people listening. Visually, it is a purple. It's a purple. It's now it's a nice, it's opaque. It's creamy. It's opaque. I will say, I was nervous with the egg, but the it egg gives creamy. that creaminess. The egg gives the creaminess. Now I will say, uh, the recipe calls for a ruby port, which I think is a specific kind of port. But uh, I mean, you know, if you're in a pinch, if you're if you're in a pinch, any old port wine will do. I love this. You know, this, this is just right. You know what? Because the song is weird. It's, it is. It's you in know the what's, what's weird about it is it's it's, it's 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 not very R and B. It sounds like green sleeves. Yeah. It, it like it, because you know why it's it's minor and it uses the, the 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 dominant five to the minor, which is not like something that R and B typically uses to do a transition. Yeah. It's it's this is very like sort of like baroque. Yeah, you know, it sounds like it. Weird. It's uh, it weird. It reminds for, like, me of this like while of my guitar gently weeps. Yes, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like just fucking green sleeves, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's true, man. It's 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 definitely the kind of dark horse 
It's also this, in, uh, it's also in three and not in four. Which like, I mean, this is the one tune that doesn't sound like boy band. I will say though, while Jackson takes a sip, I wouldn't listen. I wouldn't listen, and it goes with the drink, right? Drinking him. I wouldn't listen to this song. I couldn't play this with every mood. Right. I no. Have song with every no. Mood. This is a perfect. But this pairing yeah. is impeccable. Yeah. Because it's rich. It's frothy. It's sweet. It's smooth. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like pensive. It's beautiful. It's pensive. It's like pensive in a way. The song is not. It's not like, hey, we're playing the game or. はい、ジャクソンのアウトサイドのハートブロークンイツライクベリーダンスイッチインライク3 you were talking about like a very sort of like a, an almost classical influence and that that one two three one two three that you get in in a waltz or a i mean a waltz is a specific type of three four composition but like three four time it just i think this is kind of that, a waltz that, you know? it, this is a waltz yeah i would say i will also say on top of that capitalizing on top of that i really before today putting eggs in any sort of drink you weren't Yikes. sure. You weren't but sure. Now I have a certain craving for it that I didn't have now before. It's, now because it's, it adds a sense of frothiness. That's right. And this yep. record, yeah, yeah. I think for me, and he's what, not doing falsetto. He's using chest voice here. Yeah, yeah. That's a really, it's, it's, it's well, really for high. For me, what what separates it is there is so much. Uh, the instrumentalism behind, you know, I don't even know if instrumentalism is a word, That's but fine. the instrumentalism behind saying. it is so soft. If it was gonna be matched with, you want a rock, bigger chorus. You want a bigger hard. chorus. Although I will Something say, hard. there is a distorted. There's the distortion guitar solo in there. Yeah, there, there is, is like a lead guitar, but it's smooth. It's like. But it's like yeah. it's like Here, Rob Thomas Santana. Here's the thing. It's this. It's literally. Gosh, it's what we hear. It's what we hear. <laughs> looped over a thousand times. And a melodic times. minor. Like I would rather. I would rather like somebody it. sound like shit. Sorry. On a record. I thought you were gonna say sound say, like share. Okay, I could use that. Then to be safe, I want. I want. You know, if it's not gonna be vocally, I don't if think the he's producer, trying to be safe. I think they're. If, I think they're actually departing a lot from what Boys to Men was supposed to but be. But if, yeah, if the producer wants to be safe instrumentally, or, or I'm sorry, sorry, risky instrumentally. If if the vocalist wants to be safe and knows they can't hit certain notes, as a producer, I would go bigger and grungier to support the vocal mm. so that it doesn't feel thin. And what I'm running into here is that it feels thin because I'm getting uh, safe vocals, which is fine, and safe instrumental, okay. which is fine on its own, but together it makes sort of for this Okay, the only thing record. I would say is I don't think these instrumentals are safe because they're very, they defy the genre of their listening audience. 
but as a as a Jackson, would you agree? I I mean, I would because as I, well also we are building in the context of boy band B sides. You know what I'm saying? Like right. yeah. I don't know right. if I don't know if this tune is necessarily going to seem like a departure on the album that it's on. Right. And obviously, this is by Boys to Men. It's a band that's about growth and it's about becoming yeah. a man yeah. from a boy yeah. with the Roman numeral two. Yeah. So maybe when they get when they get to this point in their careers, they're just like, dude, we're men now. We're men, and we're gonna try and sound like the Beatles. Hey, yo, I think this is a good place to, to move to the next song. Voice to Men. Uh, here is to the coffee it's cocktail. A, it's a, it's gonna be a Cheers. no from Carson, but that's okay. That's yeah. a yes from me. It's a Can yes you, from, it's it's a maybe from me. It's a yes from it's me, a it's a no. maybe from you, it's a no from Carson. No, maybe yes. What, okay, but for those amateur bartenders out there, what's the coffee oh, cocktail? Yeah, well, the coffee it. cocktail, uh, make sure you get yours a ruby port, um, which gives it a color that is maybe a little more brown and a little less purple, which is fine. It really completes the coffee look. Um, you get a, uh, a three quarters of an ounce of cognac in there, as well as the white of an egg and uh, some honey to help it out. Yo, boys to men. Boys to men. Cheers. Cheers, boys to men. Cheers. Guys. It's the last one. It's the last one. Oh, God. And I couldn't find any quail eggs. I'm just letting you know. Well, you've we, shown us that we have a bunch of chicken we've been doing We've this. been doing regular eggs the entire time, and I, I would have really wanted to get quail eggs yeah. for this, but sometimes... What? Sometimes life gets in the way, and you don't get to go find I mean, eggs. you were literally up on the roof chasing down pigeons. Chasing down pigeons. A couple of houses down, you almost had one. And a pigeon is not a shit. quail. Well, it's a relative. Can you find a quail <laughs> in Greenpoint, Brooklyn? Maybe, man. Maybe Yo, you can. Uh, do you want to you fire off the song and talk about the stuff Let's that do we're it. doing? Hit it, bud. Yo, boy zone. Uh, this is boy zone. It's boy zone. Boy zone. Games of love. What's mm. what's the drink? So this drink is called the Bossa Nova. Um, and the reason I picked this is because in this tune you can kind of hear that like clave based rhythm. Yeah. You kind of hear that like. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which is endemic to bossa nova and a lot of Brazilian music. I understand that bossa nova is not normally at this fast of a tempo. Yeah. And uh, that's kind of a mix between like the R and B ish stuff with the UK like rocky, you know, faster thing. Though when you think about yeah, it, yeah, and quite frankly, it. It doesn't matter to me. Okay. It doesn't matter to me that Bossa Nova is normally at a tempo that is different than this. I love this. You know, this is the most um, sort of making full circle remarks. Yeah. Uh, the most George Michael. I've I heard. see this as being a song that's like 
at the end of a UK rom-com, like, you can think of Hugh Grant, yeah, like, yeah. running through the streets of <laughs> London, like, like to meet Emma Thompson and be like, oh my gosh, oh you're, you're my the love God. that I've been waiting for and I never really realized. Fucking love that. And That's Emma Thompson's great. like, oh, gee, you, you knew that I was the love, you know, and the, the, the song's playing in the background, you know, and they're running along the Thames and you see the, the Ferris wheel in the background. Like, I think this is literally... Dare I say it? Yeah. Dare I say it? This song might be the most... Candy ass. The I think most candy ass. It might be the most candy mean? ass out of all. Well, what do you what mean by mean? candy ass? You know what I mean. No, I don't. Fill a track. We both I don't mean, like, know what you mean. It's candy ass. It's just like it's tweet. You know what I mean? Well, it's it's the end of a romance. Yeah, but look at Spice Girls. Come on. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean the most candy ass of the songs we've I been think, dealing with. Today. I think this is the end of a romantic comedy where they're finally like running towards each other after yeah, yeah, realizing yeah. all the conflict they've had, and they were like, uh, Hugh Grant's like, uh, this is the girl that I've wanted all along, and Emma Thompson's like, this is the man. It's exactly and that. Like, That's exactly what and it they're, is. And they're running through like, uh, uh, uh. Yeah, for the for those listening on the audio, Carson's Carson's waving it away. He's waving it away. Why is that wrong? Why is that wrong? Oh Jesus Christ! They're, they're, I'm just kidding. Like Yo, so boys on. Uh, put together by Boy Lewis zone. Walsh, who was a big-time oh. Irish music manager. Boy zone. He Boy kind zone. of, he no. was not the best guy, but he wasn't as bad as Perlman. Um, but uh, it's kind of funny. He put out he put out a big ad in all the Irish uh, 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 newspapers um, in 1993 for a boy band. Oh, that sounds year. familiar. 300 people answered, and they were all asked to sing Careless Whisper by George Michael. Interesting. And uh, Interesting. five guys uh-huh. out of the 300 sang a good enough version of Careless Whisper okay, that they were picked to join the band. Wow. And one of them was the, yeah, obviously the front man, Stephen Gately, um, who became, I think, the first boy band singer to come out of the closet. Uh, yeah. I think. It was, it's a big deal. You know, this was in I, 1999. I won't. So I think it was before Lance Bass. I won't comment too much on it, but I will say like, gays in the 90s internationally, like between the AIDS epidemic, right, and facing stardom, it is incredible as somebody who's able to come out at 15 to have people who were forward thinking and to come out at that time is is really wild not only to come out but also to sort of come out unscathed by the AIDS epidemic and HIV and being out and about because it just came out of the sexual revolution for gays in the the 70s and the 80s and um, is really, really incredible and um, we just can't make for the last time a couple of those glasses. Yeah, to see, to see, you know, gays lost a huge, uh, a, a lot. And not only just a generation, but a generation above of, of artists to 
could have paved the way and helped yeah. us and, and moved us forward. Well, and, and that's why I, I think that, that he's become like a very well-regarded and, and, and pioneer within the uh, uh, gay community because he was like, I mean, 1999 was not a comfortable time to come out. You know, and, and if you look, I mean, do you know the musical Rent? Of course. Of course. That was 99. And yeah. that was all about, that was written, they always say that Broadway takes about 10 years to get a show to Broadway, and that went up, I believe, I believe 99. Um, and following that, it's, it's years and years and years of, you know, you're not really exposed. I think now we have sort of a, a uh, an upper hand because social media exposes us so much, but there's yeah. so much behind the scenes going yeah. on. It's different now. Not, you know, and if you're not a part of it, you just you don't know. Yeah. You just don't. You you never had to. And the truth is, it's like yeah, these are light sounding songs. They're like kind of happy and sound sounding and stuff. But I think. And this might be a theme throughout a lot of this music. There exists an inner dark. There always does, be it, you know, Lou Pearlman trying to fucking take advantage of these young boys, or the fact that, you know, the lead singer of Boyzone had to deal with coming out as gay in the 90s. And, you know, I guess the moral of the story is check in on your friends because things are not always what they seem. That's true. Yeah. That's true. And we're lucky to have each other. And we're very lucky. Very lucky. We're lucky. Also, what an amazing voice. Like, if you think about... I, mean, I know we were talking yeah. about the boys to men and how they made, like, singing that range so easy. And I know you were saying, like, oh, Zach Hansen had to growl, but, like, for him to get that up there, it was, like... He just did it. He didn't have to work for it. He could, right. he could get there. Was like, the effortlessness. It was effortless. And like, yeah. for those of you who aren't singers, as a man, I mean, that range is... It's very hard. It's impossible. It's very hard. Yeah. 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 Falsetto vocal is uh, it's do no it, joke. To, to do it that with that much ease and, and that much delicateness, it's it's very, very difficult. Yeah man. And you're either you're kind of either at that point you're like born with it or you're not, you know. I don't know. I don't know about that. It can be learned, but I think it's uh, whether or not you're born with it, you're either doing it or you're not. Right. And like it's amazing how uh, if somebody's trying to do it and they're not getting there, you'll know immediately. Right. It's right, not right. the sort of thing like, oh, are they doing it? There's, there's no way that somebody could sneak that by you sure. if they can't do that effectively. You know. So when you hear somebody, somebody like that singing that way, it's, uh, I mean, you can't help but be taken by it. I also don't want to say that that's how he died. Like, which, which is. HIV or AIDS. I, I want to, like... What they say it was, it was a heart failure. Heart, a heart yeah. failure. Yeah. I know that when, during the time when it was prevalent, it was very hushed and down mm, low. Right. There mm. is no evidence that it was, you know, but at the same time, to lose somebody else that was and could have been a huge... Yeah. Spoke, is such a loss for... 
He also uh, did a lot outside of Boys as well. Like he was he was huge yeah. outside of Boys. Yeah. It's a loss. So, it's a loss. You know. It's a mourn for the loss. Uh, right. So. so my final word. Yeah, man. Hey, it's <laughs> like yeah, to Stephen Gately and yeah, we you know. You know, maybe not to Lewis Walsh because you know he kind of whatever. But yeah, I guess yeah. the moral of the story is when it comes to boy bands, take a second look at the manager. You know, take a second take, look at the manager. Take a second look at the managers, uh, and I and feel like appreciate... that's why Carson, I, I I sort of defended Boys to Men because they had just a fucking really charming story about how they got together. Well, and it's oh, not yeah. it's not a yeah. thing where it's like some. Skeevy dude found five guys who can sing beautifully and got yeah. them together because he knew he could make a boatload of money, which is the story so much of the time. Yeah, yeah. You know, but I think yeah. that uh, you have to appreciate, you have to appreciate the talent, and at, at a certain point, you kind of have to appreciate the managerial skill. But just remember, these are these are lovely tunes. Sung by fantastic boys. Yes. Who were put together by greasy gentlemen. Oh, oh my god, wait a there second. There we go. These hot this, take. There is the vocalists who are incredible. There is the producers. They oh, yeah. have multiple producers that gave everything oh, yeah. amazing and studio shapes. positions. Oh yeah. Studio positions, I, managers. There's so much I agree. I got I got I got to with I got to ask because incredible. I, I like agree with all of it. But I there is a thin you just sometimes you have to recognize that there's a thin layer of grease. There's always a thin layer. There's always a thin layer of music industry. Anything in the music industry. Every hey, time. This is why I want to ask. Hmm. Let, I want to cheers. Can you uh, can you talk about um, the drink? Re re talk about the re talk about. The, so the, well, well, one second. So re talk about the recipe of the bossa nova. Huh? But I think also we should end with a little brandy shot. Cheers. I sure, this drink I mean, is so good. We'll do Jax. the we'll do the apricot brandy. Um, I just need shot glasses. It's the only thing. Oh, uh, engineer um, Mike's gonna get a shot. Thank glasses. you, sir. Um, but let's cheers to the uh, the bossa nova. Uh, for for the What's folks going at on home, in here, right? for the folks at home that want to make the cocktails along, what is in the bossa? So it is apricot brandy, which I Yum. made and. All you gotta do the recipe. You made the, this the apricot brandy, yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. You, you, all you gotta do. You made the apricot brandy. All you gotta do insane. for the apricot oh brandy. God. It's it's so not insane. It's is crazy. It, wait, wait. Could you say that it was what kind of simple is it? It it may be a body part as far as how <laughs> is simple it, it is. Is it is it it might be butt <laughs> simple? Is it butt yeah, simple? It's butt. <laughs> Simple. It's butt simple. It's butt simple. Um, no, seriously, you just you get like it's like one part brandy, three parts vodka, and you just you shove a bunch of apricots in there, the dried apricots, and you just Ape let it. Apricots. apricots. You just let Ape it. Apricots. 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 I apricots. 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 You just let it sit. I let it sit for about a week, and it's a light flavor. You could. Let it sit for up to eight weeks and it'll be fine. Um, and uh, so it's a half an ounce of apricot brandy, ounce of rum, ounce of galliano, half because an ounce of lemon juice, uh, nice. one ounce of pineapple juice, nice. and then 
what you get, what you gotta get, and this is important, um, you get important. a little bit of egg white in there. You get like a dash of egg white. Yo, uh, which is a nice thing Oof. because <laughs> I'm just pouring don't, dried cherries don't everywhere. Don't be afraid to put eggs. Don't be afraid. I guess the moral of today is to not be afraid of putting eggs in a drink. And also to not be afraid of, yes. of, of, of genres that that you think are, like, not cool. Yeah. You know? Because yeah. this stuff is cool. Like, it's if cool. You had, if you had asked me yeah. a year ago, hey, has NSYNC ever, like, made cool music? And I was, a year ago, I was stupid, you know? Yeah. And but then I showed you sailing. <laughs> and then, well, obviously... I was shown sailing, and I had always had an appreciation for NSYNC, I should say that, but, you know, I'd be like, oh yeah, bye, 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 sure, whatever. Whatever. But then, but then, sailing, and then you find out that they all actually, these all this time, music. all this time, they've been making such fantastic music. Yeah. Just like, if you're not sure about stuff, check it out. And check then, it out. And then maybe you'll be sure about it. You, you might be sure about it after checking it out. That that's the thing. Like, at the end of the day, I think what we always try to tell people on this podcast is just like, if you don't know about something, before you make a judgment on anything, just check it out. Just check it out. Just yeah. check it out. Just check it out before you make a judgment. Before you make a judgment, check it out. Because I think if any human being checks something out, they're gonna like it. Probably. Yeah. It depends on the thing. I Yeah, you're right. I think if they check out, like... Cannibalism. Oh, my yeah. God. <laughs> no, no, no. No, 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 no. It's... We're... The last thing we're going to do here is we're going to take a shot to all the boy band B-sides with a brandy shot because... Apricot brandy, apricot. no less. The apricot-infused... Infused brandy. Brandy. This is a this is a tall one. You want I'm gonna try to yeah, before I'm we a, take I'm the shot. One. I'm gonna Have shout out. One. Yeah, the tallest shot glass for before, the tallest before 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 we take the shot. I'm gonna shout out everybody here, and I'm gonna shout out all the bands. And then shout we're out gonna all take the bands. Shout them all. Yeah, shout out to do. Carson. Do. Carson. Uh, wait, wait, wait. Before Carson, we do this, we love you. Before buddy. we do this, before we do this, um, where can we find you? Yes, Carson. Yes, plug your plug your your shit. <laughs> Uh, on uh, first and foremost on Instagram. Okay. So at Carson C A R S O N Music. Uh, Carson R. R Music. Yeah. yeah. Carson C A R S O N R Music. And I'm on Spotify, Apple Music, um, Title, Amazon, everything. We're on YouTube, and yeah. There you go, dude. Nice. And um, we we decided to put out this podcast because, you know, these are hard times and everyone's arguing and everything. But, like, I think at the end of the day, like, we can all just listen to music and have fun. Yes. We can have fun. We need to forget. We need to remember that we can still have fun. We can still have fun. And so... You know what? Just subscribe to us. Sure. Subscribe. Yeah, go. Go click that button. Click that button. Get the bell on. 
as they make say. Make a review. Go to Apple Podcasts. Make that five-star review. Subscribe because we want more people to be listening to stuff about having fun drinks and learning how to make them and uh, listening to fun music. You can also, here's the deal, and this is part of what I was saying earlier, just because you're light and fun doesn't mean that you can't have emotional depth. No, you can't. It doesn't mean you can't. It doesn't mean that you can't. It doesn't. That's what I meant to that's say. That's what you meant to say. That's what I meant to say. It's, uh, it's the easiest thing to say. But like, this is where the cannibalism started. Yeah, oh my so god! That's, oh, hey, Tony, listen, man. Hey, let's take a shot of brandy. Let's ben do Kissel, Henry Zabrowski. Cheers. cheers. Marcus Parks. Wow. Love you guys. Hey. Big shout out. And here's some apricot Big. brandy. Wait, 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 shout out to us. Wait, 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 wait. Before we take a drink. Yes. Yo. Thank you so oh, dude, much for, for having on. me on. Cheers. Thank you for coming what on. What an incredible experience. This podcast is fucking fun to it's listen fun to. Fun. And it's even more fun to Back be Backstreet Boys. Thank Insane. you so much. Boys to men. B2K. Ah! Hanson. Boyzone. Yeah. BB Mac. Yo! And the last one, which is. Uh, you got them. Hang on. Wait. Wait. Boyzone. No, you got them all. Boyzone was in there. I had B2K. You got the Backstreet Boys. You got NSYNC. Backstreet Boys. I didn't say Backstreet Boys. <laughs> How is so that say, possible? I'm saying NSYNC, Backstreet Boys, B2K, Boys to Men, BB Mac, Boyzone, and Hanson. Hanson. And there we go. Brandy. We did it. Boyzone. Brandy. Cheers, boys. Have fun out there. Hey, listen. Have fun out there. Have fun. There we go. Cheers. More than ever, have fun out there.